Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Let's 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 get into it, Miss Business. So we um the first thing I want to talk to you about a few different things as far as tax planning is concerned. But the first thing that we did, um, well, not the first thing that we did, but the thing that I want to talk about first is um the cars. Cause you know, yeah. it's one of these things that gets people's attention and mm-hmm. everybody has an opinion on it, and it's like, but you know, like I said, everything that we do, we, we do responsibly and everything that we do, we share with the, with the public. So, you know, when we, when we was purchasing our cars and shout out to you, cause you were the first person that really, cause I had never put a car in a business name before. Mm-hmm. I always used to just, you know, buy my cars, lease my cars and put it on my own personal name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I never even had the opportunity to. You can I say? Well, I can say what kind of car you got. You got the G wagon. <laughs> you got the G-Wagon. outside in the AMG. Yeah, Miss Business got the G wagon. Big boy, big, big body. body. The um G AMG G sixty three. Yeah, I had the G sixty three. G sixty three. That's what your Ben say. I mean, if your CPA ain't rolling like that, <laughs> if your CPA ain't rolling like that, man, you might need to find a new one. G sixty three. That's what you say. That's a fact, man. Spicy. So um. When, when I was talking to her and she gave me some games, she like, yeah, you know, I put it under my business account and da 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 she kind of like gave me the, the, the knowledge on it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna get a car. So I might as well do the same thing. And it was a lot easier mm. than I thought it was gonna be. Like it literally mm-hmm. took me five minutes. Um, and the dope part for me is that um, my, base, my bank that I'm getting the financing through is Chase and I bank with Chase. So on the app, it has like my car payment thing right there and it's like a, all mm-hmm. I gotta do is just open my, my Chase app and it's just automatic for the, for the car payment straight, straight, from the, straight, from the, straight from the business account. So um, let's talk about it, let's talk about it. So there's two ways that you can, um, that you can accomplish this, right? Well, first, let's talk about the 6,000 pound rule because a lot of people was asking about the 6,000 pound rule. They thought that mm. that's what it was because if you're not familiar, well, I'll let you, I'll, 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 they say I talk too much. You, you, you explain floor? it. You explain the six thousand. That's because you're so smart, Rashad. That's because you're so smart. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help it. All right. So let's talk about vehicles, right? So you have um, 
you have your standard vehicles, right? Most vehicles like um, even Range Rovers, G-Wagons, they fall a little under 6,000 pounds, but for the most part, all vehicles fall under about 6,000 pounds. And if you do, um, and we'll talk, and I also want to talk about the, the different ways you can go about purchasing your vehicle, right? Um, so you have your financing, then you have your leasing, or you can pick the mileage method, right? Most people are very familiar with the mileage method. Um, however, when you finance your car, um, it, it when you put, pretty much purchase your vehicle, um, it sits as an asset in your business, right? And so when it sits as an asset in your business, anytime you have any type of assets, um, you get to depreciate them. So when you are depreciating um, your vehicles, there are certain time frames um, in terms of years that you get to depreciate it over. So for anyone that isn't familiar, when you depreciate any sort of asset, what you're doing is you are, you're pretty much um, allocating the cost of whatever asset you acquire and you are writing it off over time, right? So with a vehicle typically um, standard, depreciation years for a vehicle is seven years. However, um, there's this thing called bonus depreciation that Trump put, um, that Trump pretty much wrote into his tax code where for vehicles that are less than 6,000 pounds, you, the first year you get to deduct $18,000, right? The second year you get to depreciate 16,000 and then the year after that you get to deduct 9600 right in year three then every year after that you get to deduct five thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars for each year until the value of your asset has been pretty um pretty much uh fully depreciated right meaning that you've captured the full cost of your vehicle now if your vehicle is more than six thousand pounds you get to deduct 100 percent of the vehicle right and why that is so important is because sometimes people need those deductions, right? Um, you may say, listen, I purchased this vehicle. It's over 6,000 pounds. I need those write-offs, right? So instead of writing it off over years, you get to write it off 100% in that year. The good thing about bonus depreciation, you can choose to take it, you can choose not to. So let's just say hypothetically, if you were saying, you know what, my vehicle, um, I want to... Um, you know, I don't want to take advantage of uh, bonus depreciation, right? You will just uh, write it off over years, um, over, let's say, those seven years. And why that's important is because in like tax planning sessions, we get to make those decisions, right? So Rashad talked about tax planning, um, where I sit down with my clients and I kind of find out everything that's going on. And then we get to make the decision on saying, okay, if you finance, okay, should we take advantage of bonus depreciation? Is your vehicle over 6,000 pounds? Is it not? And how we can treat it, right? Um, another option is leasing your vehicle. So when you lease your vehicle, you get to write 100% of the lease payment off, right? It's like any other expense that you are incurring on a vehicle. Um, keep in mind on the client, if you're financing as well as leasing, you are also able to take deductions such as gas, um, insurance payments, registration, um, any sort of car washes, um, tires, right? You get to write those things off. And I wanted to mention those things because um, then you have the mileage method that people are very familiar with. So with the mileage method, you pretty much, um, it's kind of like a quick calculation 
for, um, I'm sorry, I keep seeing people ask about pounds. So I can't necessarily tell you how many pounds your vehicles are, um, but I'm sure if you Google it, you will find out how much your vehicle uh, weighs. Um, so now in regards to the mileage method, that's pretty much the IRS quick way of saying, you know what, if you don't wanna keep track and you don't wanna write off your payments, or even if you drive a lot and it may be to your best interest, instead of writing off the lease payments or um, depreciating your vehicle, we'll just do the mileage method. So what that means is you just track your miles from, um, from all of your business activities throughout the year. And then you will multiply however many miles that is for 2019 was 58 cents um, per mile. Now, the thing um, that people always make the mistake of when it comes to the mileage method is that they feel they can take the mileage method and then also deduct gas and insurance and all of those things on top of it, but you can't. The idea behind the mileage method, it's, it's kind of like a quick calculation for you to say, you know what, I'm just going to write off my vehicle this way. Um, something to note is that you have to either take advantage of the mileage method or the actual method, right? So the actual method is writing off your actual expenses, such as, you know, like your lease, your insurance, your gas, all of those things, or you use the mileage method, right? Which is the quick calculation. Um, so I don't think I have any more to really say. No, real quick, because as, as I'm listening to you say, and, and from a CPA standpoint, is it best that like, if I have a credit card, I allocate that credit card specifically to all those things, right? So that makes it easier to, to, to make for bookkeeping. Would that be a good idea? No, because when we're doing your bookkeeping, we'll, we'll be able to allocate that. Um, what you guys should have, and, um, and I, I don't know, I'm going to put this out here. I don't know if you guys have it, but everyone who has a business and you guys have business credit, everyone should have a gas card, right? Um, so if you guys don't have gas cards, you should get gas cards. Um, a gas, because, a gas, a car, a card for gasoline. Yes, but it's strictly under your business name. So they go, they base it um, off of your business credit, and that's how you qualify for the the um, the gas cards. So like I have BP, um, Shell has gas cards. There's a few different um, there's a few different gas companies that issue um, gas cards. But that is a really good way because you know that that card is specifically for gas. Um, there's usually like, you'll get a, um, like reduced rates. Um, and then it's a really good way to just kind of keep track of it and build your business credit at the same time. So that is, okay. that's really good. I, I, I didn't even know about the gas card. I learned something. I just learned something just now. I gotta call my oh, CPA tomorrow man. on Friday. You learn, you, you learn something every day. <laughs> You learn something every day. So so you shouldn't be getting gas because like right now I'm getting gas just on my regular credit card. I shouldn't be doing that. Everything should be under your business name. And that's something very important. So when you say under your under your credit card, is it your personal credit card or a business credit card? The gas is my personal credit card. Personal. So yeah, you need a business credit card. So it should either be under your business gas card or your business credit card. And I'm glad that you said that because that is the number one struggle that I have with business owners is that we commingle our funds, right? We take our personal funds, our personal credit, and we pay for things on the business side. And we have to start looking and treating our businesses like separate people, right? Like you would never come and pay my bills. I would never come and pay your bills, right? And you just have to kind of look at your entity like that as well, right? Like your entity has their own, um, 
It has its own legal name. It has its own EIN number that acts as a social security number, right? So you definitely should not be paying for your gas. Now that you have the car under your business, you should not be paying for your gas under your personal car. Okay, so I'm Got happy it. that you Noted. said that. Noted. Noted. Okay. I appreciate that. So I should be paying for it for either a business credit card or a business debit card. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about any other expenses that might come with the car? Everything should be paid. Everything for the should be under your business. That car now belongs to your business. So look at it as though like my car, right? Like if I needed tires, you wouldn't come and be like, you know what? I'm going to pay for that. That's kind of like what you're doing. I mean, unless you just wanted to give me like be nice and generous. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, ideally that's how I like to explain it to people. You know, you just have to separate everything out. That, that car is not your car. That car is the business car. So you want to take care of all of the expenses underneath the business. Maintenance, um, you know, car registration, um, inspection, everything related to the car should be under, under the business name. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, and yeah, so the, the 6,000 rule, it, the Range Rovers range from 4,900 pounds to 5,745 pounds. So <laughs> the Range Rover is just underneath 6,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, we did the, um, what are we we're doing? This? We're doing standard or actual? You're doing actual, right? Actual. You guys are going to do actual and you're going to write off your payments. Right. So that's why we did actual. Yeah. But what we, what we are using the 6,000 pound rule for is our truck. Big truck. The yes. big truck, not the mm-hmm. not the Range Rover. Not, not that truck. Not the Range the truck. real truck. The trucking 18 company. 18-wheeler. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, that is definitely a really good perk um, for my people that get into trucking, where you are able to write off 100% of the vehicle costs. Um, so, again, you may need starting up that business, you may need to write that, you know, write that vehicle off 100% in that year. But again, let's say if we sat down and we were like, you know what, if we kind of take the entire cost of the vehicle that may put us in a negative, depending on what you're trying to do, you may try to qualify for a home, you may be trying to go for a loan, right? You may not want your, um, even though when they do loans, they add back depreciation, but you may not want to exhaust all of that, um, all of that expense into for 2020. You may want to kind of keep it on the book so that you can exhaust it over time, right? And that is what's extremely important, and that's why it's important to have these conversations, right? So there's a couple things that I pointed out so far that you need to have a conversation. You need to understand if you're going to do the actual method or the mileage method. You also need to understand if you're going to take advantage of bonus of depreciation or you're not, right? And so those conversations have to be had and they have to be had ideally before the year is over, right? I have so many clients um, that I engage and they're like, yeah, only time I talk to my accountant is January through April. But now that you guys have businesses, you have trucking companies, you real estate, whatever it is, you can't wait until the end of, I mean, the next year to talk about taxes. Uh, it's a fact. It's extremely important. And um, I feel like there's so much stuff that people don't know. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, even I didn't know about that, um, the gas, gas the gas card. Yeah. And I'm a financial advisor. So 
there's so much information out there. And it's like, if you're not properly educated, you can make mistakes. And like I said, this is, it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. All you need is the EIN number. You need a business name. So when you, when you, when you get the car, you get them, you give them that information. I think you need the, the uh, articles of operation, the articles of operation, your address that you incorporate the business with. And then if the business is like under 10 years, I don't think you could get it just solely on your business. So you have to um, like be a personal, um, guarantor guarantee yeah. whatever but even that is, is is good to know so like it's good to know that to have good credit too right because if your credit's not great then you can't be the personal oh yeah, yeah. For but your yeah, own car. yeah so so they run like your personal credit but it's under your business name right so the business the business is the car is under the business names but they run your personal credit exactly um and it's a vibe <laughs> it really is like just knowing <laughs> that that car like knowing that my car belongs to my business it just, I don't know, it feels better. But just to kind of piggyback off of what you guys were saying, um, it's really important one, yes, your credit needs to be um, in shape, right? You have to have your credit together. Um, but to just kind of go through the ways that you can qualify for a car loan, one is completely outright purchasing it through your business name. However, you're not gonna be able to outright purchase it under your business name if one, you don't have established credit or you've never had any, big loans, right? So for me, that was the scenario where I had some business credit, I had the taxes, right? So they should be asking for taxes, they ask for your bank statements, right? Because ideally, just how you need to qualify for the loan, they want to see what's going on on your business end. So you have to show them bank statements, you have to show them tax returns. Um, But that may not be enough, even if you have the income side, because what they may want to say is, okay, we can't really trust you to give you this big loan because you've never had a loan um, exclusively in your business name. So that's when you as the individual have to come in and back the business, right? And that can be done in two ways. You can either come in as a co-signer, which you guys were just talking about, or a co-applicant, right? And so those are two different things. Like I had to, I went in as a co-applicant. I'm not sure if you guys went in as co-signers or co-applicants. Because it's kind of like a, the difference is that a co-signer, like it would, it doesn't show up on your personal um, credit, right? But the co-applicant, it does show up, right? It shows up on my personal credit because it's almost like we went, me and my business, we went into the loan together. So that's why it's showing up on my business side as well as my personal side. Um, so I just wanted to point that out that there are, um, you know, that's also another way as well that, um, you know, you will qualify. But again, that's kind of more of a a lending thing from an accounting side. You definitely got to make sure that, you know, your taxes are completed. You have to make sure that it is a situation where, um, you know, they, some lenders may request a profit and loss statement, i.e. you'll need to make sure that your bookkeeping is in place, which a lot of business owners, that's like the first thing that they neglect is their, is their bookkeeping. So just being financially set so that you can position yourself to not only save on taxes, but like really build your business credit. All right. We got, we got a few questions for you, Ms. Business, but before we go to the questions, um, everybody on YouTube, if you could be so kind to like, hit the like button, greatly appreciate it. And um, for people that might just be tuning into YouTube that might not know what's going on here. So as I said, um, EYL University is mm-hmm. our educational platform. So we have 70 archived classes 
And then we have weekly classes every single week on different topics from different presenters, everything from how to start a marijuana business to car insurance, to real estate, to, to, to taxes, to taxes, everything. <laughs> and then we have monthly financial planning calls with me. We have bi-weekly real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy. We have book club ran by you, movie That's club it. ran by you, Yep, yep. Um, private Facebook group. So it's the whole community. It's not an investment um, club. It's not an investment tips. It's the actual university where you learn and we're going to actually open our trade department. Um, God willing in 2021 with the HVAC and like plumbing and stuff like that to try to teach people that skills, so, man, skills. skills, skills is very important. Skills is very important. Yeah. So at once a month we do what we call open enrollment to just like open it up to the public and then just, you know, show it and you can, you know, see for yourself. So right now for black Friday, to the end of black Friday, we're running a 50% off sale on um, an annual membership, uh, which is $333. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, for the year. $333 yeah. for a year. It's like yeah. I know there's a bunch of people that's like nah, waiting for nine o'clock yeah, to get that PS5. Sure. This is like, less than your PS5. No, nah, that's it's it's close this to this is less than that. So I'm gonna put the link in here. The link is also in the description. Um, so if you wanna if you wanna do it, the code, the code is EYL50. And you go to EYLUniversity.com and you get 50% off a couple hundred dollars, less less than a night out in uh Atlanta. That's the only place <laughs> Atlanta's the only place that's open, so that's the only thing I could really say. That's a big Hey. Ain't no other place open. But uh, yeah, part of EYL University is that we get question and answers. So yeah, yeah. Market Mondays is kind of like a case study in that. You get to, but this is what we do every single week where we bring an expert in the field and then people get to ask them questions. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.